on this episode of This is Game Boy. Earth, fire, wind, water, heart, by your powers combined, I am swamped it. Wait, I might be confusing this with another environmentalist thing. Everybody and welcome back to another brand new episode of uh, This Is Game Boy. Uh, a full episode, not a lighting. Uh, we're back on track with uh, actually bringing you full episodes once a month and then a light uh, once weird. a month. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it it was a little bit weird before uh, before the start of the new year, but we're back on track, so that is cool. And um, yeah, today we're gonna bring you instant gratification. Um, so, um, like always, um, I'm Mule. Hello, everybody. And with me today, of course, is Baltic. Hello. Yeah, there we go. So, both of us together again. Um, the, the last time was... <laughs> oh, God. That episode. The Maru's Mission episode. Oh, that was Maru's Mission the last time we were together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, did we have fun with that one. As you do. As you do when <laughs> recording these episodes. No, that was uh, probably both our favorite episode we've ever recorded. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know. We were... At least I was a little bit in a weird mood at that point, so... <laughs> I, I, I was, just played off of it. It was yeah, good. Yeah, I was just trying to cheer myself up or something like that, and then I started doing very silly things. But uh, it worked out <laughs> really great, and should keep that up. So I should get depressed before I start recording this episode, just just to make the most out of it. No, I'm not it's definitely that. how the podcast <laughs> works. Yeah, that, that's how you do podcasts. You just get really depressed and then you record them to cheer yourself up. No, let's definitely not do that. I don't want that at all. Uh, but yeah, since uh, the start of the new year, um, and since the holidays are gone and things like that, there has been a little bit more time for playing video games and things like that um but yeah let's start off with uh what you have been up to the past well i guess three Month. weeks since we recorded or uh, something yeah um i just got the year walk year walk ending world record last night um so i have officially grand slammed year walk where i have the world record in all categories of that game now so that's cool that's cool that's um, I had two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, more uh, than more than I got this month. So yeah. Yeah the the box ending the bo the box ending run is a minute and about a minute and twenty seconds. The old record was a minute twenty two, and the new record now is a minute twenty one by me. So snuck it right in there, and then the uh, year walk ending category is about. 13 minutes or so 13 okay. and a half minutes and uh old record was 1305 by a swedish runner and i got a 1303 last night so nice <clears throat> so we're we we've grand slammed your walk um i may return to it. i'll probably gonna submit to sgdq because it is a cool game but okay uh i, I played swamp thing last night <laughs> 
We'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Grand Theft Auto RP does a lot of GTA 5 RP. Uh, it's kind of like my kickback chill uh, game and stream. Just go in, play as play as Buck, who's a trailer park mechanic, get kidnapped by old people. You know the whole whole spiel. Okay. Um, and then I'll be starting Assassin's Creed Rogue here shortly. So I got the uh, HD remake of Assassin's Creed Rogue for PS4. So I'll be diving into that probably within the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up to. Uh, what about you? Um, well, I've been, uh, of course, diving back into portable pleasure from the start of the year because I kept it a little bit in on the site at the end of the year for sure um like i played enough game boy games last year um <laughs> i i like kept together a list of all the games i played through 2019 um which were i totally forgot like 130 games um and like 60 of them were game boy uh, of course um a lot less than the year before because that year I decided to do all the games again, which I lost the videos for, so that was like 99 games that I had to redo as well, plus then all the new games. So, um, yeah, took it a little bit more slower, for sure, uh, in 2019. Uh, but I started it back up again. Um, I think I just picked the first game to get back into things, or I might be wrong. I, I actually don't remember. Uh, but I played Mickey Mouse Magic once. Um which is kind of like game. a puzzle platformer, I would say. Um, I really enjoyed it up until the very last world, where you, um, you've you unlocked all your abilities, basically. And, um, like, in the previous worlds, they are all based around the new ability you unlock, and they're, like, very short puzzles, very short stages. But then in that last world, they... Uh, mix them all up and, and the levels got a little bit too long to enjoy them properly uh but like it, it was still only like a two-hour game or something like that so it's not that long or anything but um yeah it got a little dragged out near the end for whatever reason just to lengthen the game i assume uh, but it, but it's a fun game like um you can kind of compare it maybe to like solomon's uh, key or Solomon's Club for Game Boy, but like on a very basic level and then very easy uh, to figure out. Also, dying in that game is, is something that almost never happens. So um, yeah, I, I can yeah. definitely recommend it for people who want a little quote-unquote puzzle game uh, to get through. Um, but yeah, then the... Uh, <laughs> the choices of the people in the raffles came along and it has not been a great year so far for me <laughs> when it comes to that so um, i think we talked about this last time like you picked uh duck game, duck game. Or, oh duck adventure duck game duck, is that that's the duck game. adventture yeah, yeah duck yeah, adventure yeah, yeah. that soccer game that i can't figure out and then there was populous which is literally also impossible to play unless you have a manual which we can't find so if anybody listening uh to this has the manual and would like to like scan it or something like that or even sell it um to me don't donate it to me <laughs> yeah just please do so i can figure out how to play that game because um yeah it's impossible it's it's all symbols and the screen says nothing and it doesn't even say what you have to do 
So I, I have <laughs> no idea what I'm supposed to do in that game. So I just uh, just the Super it. Nintendo game is fun. <laughs> Not no version of Populous is fun. Nobody ever found that game fun. Um, but yeah, that so I passed on that, and then um, somebody picked. The Hunchback of the Notre Dame. I was so happy when someone picked this game for you. Yeah, thank oh, you very so... much, Night Misty, for picking that game. Um, it's such a good game. <laughs> no, it is not. Uh, but <laughs> I think it has like a subtitle called Topsy Turvy Games or, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like uh, that. Yeah, it, but it's basically um, a mini game collection. Um, there's five mini games. There's uh, pretty much breakouts. Uh, which is called Chisel there, um, Balloon Which Fight. is the game? Yeah, which ba- yeah is, is the biggest. Well, let's part just of be it. let's just be upfront. Like when it, when Mo says mini game collection, he just means breakout. With sometimes you get to play some side games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll explain that for sure. Um, yeah, there's like a balloon fight game kind of. Um, there's bowling with a goat. There is a slight puzzle, and then there's like um, that old game and watch game where they jump out of the building and you have to like put them in the ambulance, like kind of a variation on that. Fool's um, Fall, or whatever it's called, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, the way this game works is that um, each of those mini games kind of have a hidden challenge to them um when you reach a certain point in that game and you game over or whatever or you beat it um you get a ticket that you can use for the fun fair so um the manual actually says your goal is to get all five tickets uh for the fun fair and then you can play that um Okay, so I thought, yeah, that is my goal. I need to do that. Um, so for Chisel, I actually started playing Chisel, which contains 100 levels in total. Uh, but you only have to beat stage 25, I think, before you get uh, the, the ticket for that. But the way Chisel works is um, you do have to kind of play each stage, but you can also find a wheel hidden uh somewhere in the blocks if you take that you are taken to like a spinning wheel which chooses one random game out of all those five games and it gives you a challenge to do if you beat that challenge you actually skip a few levels so um technically you don't have to play all 100 levels and you don't have to do that anyways because you already got the ticket after 25 um, for the fool thing, you have to beat stage 33, I believe, out of 50, um, which is, uh, it should be easy, but the problem is that uh, it's very RNG heavy. Um, if they don't drop clocks, you cannot extend your timer, and, well, then <laughs> you can't win. Like, if they just don't drop one, you just can't win. So it took me a few tries to get through that. Um... The bowling is very easy. I think you need 120 or 150 points. Like that, that's like literally nothing because it's like a 15 frame uh, bowling game. So plenty. yeah, it's like six pins and like 15 frames. Yeah, like so it's off. very easy yeah. to get that. Like you literally always have to do the same thing. You get strike after strike after strike. Um, the balloon fight is also very easy, but it's very boring and very slow. Uh, but it's you have to beat five opponents in a row, I believe, 
um, and then you get a ticket for that. And then the hardest one, in my opinion, is the slide puzzle game. Not because uh, the slide puzzle game itself is really hard, because you can play it on easy difficulty. I played everything on easy difficulty, by the way, because um, you can also do normal and hard. But easy difficulty uh, gives you a 3x3 three three, uh, puzzle, sliding puzzle. Um, which is very easy to beat. The only problem is that you, and I don't remember the exact time, but I think you have to beat it under 20 seconds to get the ticket. Which is crazy. Like, it took me 45 minutes or something doing the same puzzle over and over again, trying to get a, a good RNG so that I didn't have to do too many moves to actually solve it. And... Yeah, it, it wasn't fun. But yeah, I finally got those five tickets. Me happy, of course. Um, so I, you you have to put them in the fun fair, which takes you to that spinny wheel again, which gives you a random game with a random challenge you have to do. And beating that does absolutely nothing. Like, there's no point to it. There's no credits. There's no... Yeah. Like, it gives you nothing. You can just play it forever with random challenges. Um, not, ev not even those different tickets do anything different because it's always just random. So, I, I, yeah, I don't understand. Maybe I'm missing something, but I think I beat the game. I, I, I don't know. Like, you all talked a lot of smack to me Like when I played the game. It's just like, I beat all the minigames. I got my tickets. Yeah. There was no reason for me to continue. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. done, you know. And I was like, then I was like, well, Mo got the tickets to use them. I'm like, cool. And did he get credits? No. Nope. Well, then there you go. Like so, <laughs> yeah. the game. I beat the game too. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not gonna ever gonna go back to it. It's yeah. gonna sit in the bottom of my box for the rest of its life. Yeah. Nobody should ever play this game. I put almost five in five hours into it. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was almost oh five hours, God. and then I was like, "Nope, it's it's done. This is there's nothing more to this game." I hope, I really hope I, there's nothing more to this game. Then I, I put never like had an to hour and a half into it. Yeah, no, it it was horrible. It was just horrible. It's not. It's what not a fun. waste of the, time. The funnest game is the is Dolly's Bowling, which is the goat's name. If you've never yeah. watched Hunchback Notre Dame. Um, the bowling and the full, the fool's fall or whatever that game is called, the, the, the game and watch game. Those are the two best games yeah. in, the, in the, in the actual game. Absolutely. But you can just play those games and have a better yeah. time. Yeah. All right. Um, after that or before that, uh, Lex actually picked Dragonheart for me, which isn't bad, um, at all. Uh, it's just a very weird game. Um, Game Boy Skyrim. Yeah, well, <laughs> very, very light on the Skyrim, but it's like you you are moving in a uh, first-person view across a map, and you have to find certain people to talk to, and then you get an item, and you have to go to the next person, and blah, 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 and then you go fight a dragon, and it just repeats like that. Sometimes you fight soldiers and, and things like that. Um, I think it has eight levels, quote-unquote, or eight missions. Um, it was fun, but like, first of all, I have never seen the movie, and or will I ever? Um, <laughs> so I, I didn't really understand what was going on, because um, there was a, a lot of like probably 
jokes from the movie that I didn't like <laughs> pick up on. Um, but yeah, I would say check that game out if you enjoy it. Um, it might be a fun two-hour game or something. But um, yeah, yeah, I I've watched like speedrun Dragonheart a lot. Yeah, and uh, the game like it looks fun. Like I I've seen the movie, but it it looks fun. My problem is like when I go to play it casually, I'm probably gonna get bored because mm-hmm. it looks very repetitive <laughs> yeah it is so. yeah that's the that's the, the issue it's it's uh it's not a very interesting game but it is different than most game boy games so that's definitely worth checking out um and yeah yeah maybe do the speed run if you really like doing that so um yeah but um we will probably never do an episode on it but i'm still waiting for Lex and petra to actually just yeah <laughs> do an episode on it so yeah and we have a break <laughs> so that would be nice <laughs> that would be glorious yeah um and after that um Q-Bird <laughs> got picked um i have never in my life played Q-Bird before it is i know what Q-Bird is um yeah it's just an arcade game i'm really not into arcade games i said that a million times before like they get super boring uh quickly for me um so i usually just go for high score and, and leave it as is uh Q-Bird, however does have an ending like it has 16 worlds each with four uh stages uh so yeah 16 one two three and four um i've managed to get to uh world 16 so far but i've been stuck on that for like almost an hour um it's the final world so of course it's the hardest world uh, but it's, it's it gets a little bit too ridiculous i think the game wants you to have a lot more extra lives to actually get through it which i don't have um luckily this version offers infinite continues but you start with four lives and um the enemy spawning in the in this last world is just so ridiculous that I can't get around it. I'm I'm just not that good of a Cubert player to uh to to get around those things. I know I'll eventually make it, but it might still take me a few hours. So that's that's kind of sad because I don't want to play it anymore. I'm I'm so sick of it. Uh, my my favorite part of your Cubert adventure so far has been your Twitter. <laughs> may may attract trucker mouth. <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> uh, let me explain that for <laughs> for the people. The first time I uh, I posted, yeah, I always post before I start streaming on Twitter, like I'm going live, I'm playing this, and then I do like a random uh, give that either ties into the the game or, or it's just like completely random um so the first time i did that i got like two people liked the the tweet not even people who were following me one was a game developer from somewhere i don't know what what game he's making and the other was <laughs> like, <laughs> how do you call them again like trump women or uh, yeah, Trump supporter. Yeah, like a, yeah, yeah, one of those women that supports Trump, and oh my god, I don't know if I can still find it, but I I, I have to find this. It might be in Discord in the uh, right. It is probably yeah, the Monochrome that's City. Be way up. That's the problem. But maybe I still have like the. <laughs> and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say her name because I don't want people to. Uh... <laughs> like actually go out and and i think this is it yeah so trump loving women that that's our hashtags in our profile so 
Trump loving woman. Uh, I am Q MAGA. Make America great again, of course. Most exceptional president ever. Uh, <laughs> P.S. <laughs> May have a trucker mind. <laughs> Hashtag, Hashtag. <laughs> for date skip me. <laughs> Like, I have no idea why that's, that lady liked my tweet. Maybe Qbert is some kind of slang in the Trump loving women thing or whatever. I, I don't know. But yeah, that but, was, I was like, what is this? Like, you, you get sometimes you get like random people liking your tweet, but this was just so out there. So out there. <laughs> It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we have a Q-Bert emote. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> May have a trucker mind got to be real good. So that was... Yeah, yeah. that was no. that was comical. <laughs> okay, but yeah, that's that's been my Game Boy uh, experience in January, which <laughs> which hasn't been, uh, been great so far. But hey, I'm getting those games out of the way, so... Um, that's always good. Um, besides Game Boy, I've played uh, after... I, I totally forgot this came out. Um, the Messenger DLC. Um, I don't remember what it's called. It's on that weird island. Uh, I loved it. It was really cool. Um, you had some fun, like, quote-unquote mini-games in there. And the final boss, I'm not going to spoil it for people who haven't played it. Yeah, it was, was super fun to do. I have yet to play the Messenger. I own it. Yeah, I, I highly recommend that game. Um, I talked about it when it, I actually played the original. And yeah, now I've played the DLC, which is free, by the way. And um, if I can understand what is happening, there should be more free DLC in the future. So, so nice. that's nice. But yeah, I absolutely recommend the Messenger. It's it's Ninja Gaiden playstyle, but with more like abilities. And it's just really, really funnily written. So... Um, it's it's a very funny game, so that's great. It plays fantastic. So. Um, uh, besides the Messenger DLC, I needed a cube break from Qbert, uh, so I just put in Mega Man Legacy Collection 2, because um, I love Mega Man, everybody knows that. I just played through Mega Man 7, 8, 9, and 10 uh, real quick. Well, Well, yeah, in three days, I guess, so. Uh, that was fun to do. Um, yesterday I went back to a freight train because it has been a while since I actually did my other streaming thing, uh, which is where I play the horror games. And I started Alice Madness Returns on PS3. Um, looks like a cool game. Yeah, like the cutscene artwork is amazing because um, it resembles the drawings from the original book. Uh, which I really love. It's one of my favorite books. Um, the gameplay is all right. It's like a 3D adventure game, I would say. Like the gameplay reminded me of Dark Siders. Dar yeah, maybe, maybe a, li a little, little bit, bit of Dark Siders. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's it's like just a, a 3D platformer, I would say. Like collected on a little bit. Like nothing is really hidden or anything like that. Um, of course, it's a dark take on on the Alice story. Um, and, um, the combat is okay, um, like, don't think, <laughs> think like Devil May Cry or, or things like that, even though it's kind of similar, you know, like you have a gun and you have your sword, um, it's not that well 
mates <laughs> as, as those games. Um, it w would work perfectly fine on the easier difficulties, I'm sure of it, but, like, I'm an idiot, and I need to complete things, so I looked up the trophy list, and it was like, oh yeah, you have to beat this on Nightmare Mode, and I was like, sure, I'll beat it on oh, Nightmare you Mode. Do. okay. <laughs> and then I got, then I got stuck for half an hour on one fight against three guys, Dude. so, uh, yeah, maybe not, do, do not play it on Nightmare Mode. Uh, but yeah, besides that, it's 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 pretty cool. So the fact that they did like half of your health bar in one hit, I was like, oh, all right, cool. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's like two hits and you're you're just dead. So <laughs> so that's a thing. Yeah, but I would definitely recommend checking this out. Maybe not the PS3 version because it's yeah, like most PS3 versions, a little bit more wonky. Um, you can easily get it on Steam as well. So for people who like I, playing on PC. Heads up on playing it on PC though, since it is an older game, mm -hmm. there is no windowed mode. So you'll either need to have that uh, Steam program that puts games into uh, borderless windowed, or you'll have to use some sort of other program to put the game into windowed mode for you. Um, but the game is so old that it doesn't offer uh, that that option at all. So when you play Alice, like you're, it's going to be full screen right off to get go. And if you all tab, there's a high likelihood of it crashing. I, I've been wanting to play Alice Madness Returns for a long time. And I own it on Steam. And I haven't been able to play it because I can't get it to run right on my computer. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, that's one of the main reasons I don't like playing on PC. Like, it always takes me forever to figure out how to even start a damn game. So, <laughs> I'd rather play the lesser, well-made well, not well made, but the lesser uh, graphical, impressive one. Maybe not that not runs as fast as the PC one, but at least I just plug in the game and I can play it. <laughs> it still looks gorgeous on the PS3, though. It's fine, yeah. It has some issues with like, um, and I always forget what it's called. Like the the entire graphic hasn't loaded yet, so it takes like five more seconds before. All the all details the pop, out, pop out and things like that. So, but that's really normal for PS3 ports. Like yeah. PS3 was not good with that at all. Uh, but I, yeah, I, do, I really don't care. Like as long as the game plays, it's fine. Man. Yep, I'm the same way. Yeah. So um, and then today, um, because we were actually talking about this yesterday when I was streaming. Um, I, I don't know how Tomb Raider came up. Oh yeah, because I because I was like I'm looking for secrets and uh, uh, the one of uh, the people in chat said like oh no um, you don't have to like look that thoroughly for anything um, it's it's not that well hidden so I said like oh yeah but I, like I grew up with Tomb Raider so I'm really used to like searching every yeah. corner and you said oh yeah the newer ones uh, I still haven't played them yet. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the newer ones. I do not like the old PS1 ones. Oh, all. you do? Okay, yeah. So, um, just because I was bored today, I, I started Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. So, the Square Enix one, the, the new <coughs> version, I, which I've played I, before. But You'll get to a segment of the game where you'll want to die purposely all the time because it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, there, the deaths in those <laughs> games are exceptionally brutal. Uh, for people who haven't played that before. Uh, but yeah, I have played this version on PS3 before, um, but I think it was like free with PS Plus back then or something. Uh, so I got all three PS4 versions. 
So, including the, the latest one, all for like 10 bucks, because you can find yeah, them. Yeah, they're cheap now. Uh, yeah, even the latest one, which didn't come out that long ago, is, is already super cheap. Um, so, yeah, playing through that right now, um, trying to do everything. Um, problem is, I will not get a platinum trophy in this because um, it has a nice multiplayer mode. What everybody yeah. expects from Tomb Raider. Uh, but yeah, getting like 100% in the single player mode will take 8 hours. If you want the Platinum Trophy, you're going to spend another 30 hours just playing multiplayer. So um, yeah, that can definitely I, go to hell. I, I, I don't understand trophies like that at all. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you have to go online now and do some things. So go pay more money to have PS Plus or whatever it's called. Yeah, especially and F4, yeah. And then like go onto a server. But like if you're like me and I don't, I sometimes don't buy games right off the get go. Like I'm okay. Four years later, I'm gonna go check out this game online. Oh, the online servers are offline now. Like a Guitar Hero or uh, oh, there's literally no one online now, so like, I can't do these trophies anymore. Just just don't include them into the goddamn trophy list. Yeah. <laughs> just they, don't. They should, they should remove them completely. Like, Yeah, <laughs> for people like me, it's just hurts that, like, I don't want to spend 30 hours on a multiplayer game at all. <laughs> like, I right. don't care, just... Not Tomb Raider. Assassin's Creed did the same thing. Like when uh, the first Assassin's Creed came out on PS4 or whatever it was. I think it was uh, not Unity, but the one after that, uh, Syndicate. They did a multiplayer trophy. And I was just like, what gives? No one in their right mind that plays Assassin's Creed is going to want to go online and play Assassin's Creed multiplayer. Mm -hmm. Assassin's Creed is a single player experience. Just leave it at that, please. Yep, it all came from a time where everything had to include multiplayer. It started with Uncharted 2, actually. That was the first one that did it, and did it well, to be honest. Like, it, it was actually really fun. I played it for, like, a few hours. And with few, I mean, like, max of four hours. But it was actually fun. Uh, there were trophies tied to that, but the only ones were, like, play this thing, play that thing, play that thing, and bam, you're done. But not like, oh, you have to level up your character to your max level, um, do 7 million kills. Do, don't do that. Like, nobody has the freaking time for that unless it's an actual multiplayer game, like Call of Duty or so. Well, those also. Well, it's not even so much that people have time for it, is people don't want to do that because those games were never meant for multiplayer. And that's like, Period. Yeah. But yeah, that, that was the period when everything started to have multiplayer. God of War got multiplayer. Tomb Raider yeah, I got remember multiplayer. That. But, um, like, I still have... What, the multiplayer for God of War is in Ascension, which is the fourth one yep. of the original series, which um, almost nobody liked. Uh, that got multiplayer. Nope. Um, I recently bought that, actually. It's still on PS3 only. Um, and the servers are still online. All you have to do for your multiplayer trophies in that one is log in. That's all. And you have it, so perfect. Yeah, that's just keep it at that. But yeah, what? Uh, oh, and I think choose a faction or whatever. <laughs> but that's more like than enough. But yeah, whenever the, those yeah. servers are gonna go down, because who the hell is playing God of War multiplayer? Nobody. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's just gonna be lost again. Like you can never get the platinum trophy anymore. And that's just dumb. 
yeah. Like, I, I had this experience with, with Guitar Hero PS4, which came out, you know, what, two years ago-ish? Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> most of the trophies are meant for multi for online play. Not, not exclusive multiplayer, but online. And um, I went, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go Platinum Guitar Hero, because, like, I, I'm good at Guitar Hero. Mm-hmm. I've and I was like, I'm going to go platinum it. You know, I'm going to go spend a few hours and just go platinum the game. Put it in, updated it, went to go log into the servers. The servers are offline. Activision has taken down the Guitar Hero servers. Yeah. After two years. Yeah. So, and I'm like, well, I guess I ain't platinum in this game. So, away to the shelf it went. Yeah. So. It's it, it's just horrible when they do that. They, they shouldn't. They should finally. They shouldn't. Finally I, I I'm okay with it being like, hey, log into the online server or something like that. I'm 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 actually okay with those types of trophies mm-hmm. because those are leading you into another part of the game that you could explore on your own. But when they're like, hey, you have to reach level twenty in this online co-op multiplayer nonsense like Metal Gear Survive does, yeah. it's like absolutely not. I am not going to do that. Yeah. Most people think that way, but yeah, they just keep doing it anyway. So yeah. Oh wow. Um moving on from <laughs> from that uh, <laughs> because we always get mad whenever that comes up. Uh, <laughs> we we're gonna dive into the actual game we're gonna talk about, uh, which which you mentioned a little bit before, and maybe people picked up from seeing the title because that's what titles do. They give away what we we are talking about. Spoiler yeah. alerts in the title. So uh, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be talking about Swamp Thing for Game Boy right after this break. everybody i hope you uh enjoyed uh swamp thing theme song there it's uh it's a very unique song never heard before ever (laughs) instant classic Uh, (laughs) instant classic one would call it um so yeah overview of swamp thing uh it's a superhero from the dc comics created by len win len ween len wayne i don't know dc people uh well for me i would say van uh, but yeah yeah and uh bernie wrightston uh the character is a swamp monster that resembles an anthro anthropomorphic could you put a more crazy word into the notes <laughs> anthropomorphic an- come on anthropomorph yep mound of vegetable matter <laughs> <laughs> yeah and fights to protect his swamp home and the environment in general 
humanity from various supernatural or terrorist threats, a.k.a. the Unmen, I believe they're called. Mm -hmm. And uh, Marvel has something called Man-Thing, which is very similar. Yeah, and I think both of these characters... Well, I I think Man-Thing came after uh, Swamp-Thing, for sure. Uh, I I believe it did, yeah. yeah. But I think Swamp-Thing is is also basically based on um, the creature from the Black Lagoon. Like the, yep. the the universal picture, um, so if if you've seen any swamp monster, you basically know what swamp thing looks like or what man thing looks like. They're literally yeah the same thing. So so like basically with like the DC and Marvel comics. So like you if if you don't know comics, DC and Marvel kind of like are they're they're rivals. Um, so when uh, the with the creature from the Black Lagoon, which is a, a universal horror movie. Um, came to be uh dc took the opportunity opportunity to uh create swamp thing which encourages recycling and um cleaning the environment which Mm -hmm. started becoming more of a thing during uh probably what the 80s i'd say um and then marvel to try and capture the same audience uh made man thing so uh As you can tell, Man-Thing really never took off because there's no movies or games based off of him that I know of. I think there's a movie of Man-Thing, yeah. Is there? Yeah, I think there's one movie of Man-Thing. Oh, Um, that's too bad. Swamp-Thing has two or three movies, actually, uh, based upon... He's definitely the most popular. He's actually the 25th most popular superhero in all comics, so... uh, Really? Which was really surprising, Uh, but it also kind of makes sense because... Like, I've known him for all my life, even though I've never read a single comic or never uh, seen the cartoon show or never seen the movies, but I did know he existed. The cartoon was so good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wasn't it five episodes you said or something? Something like that, yeah. I couldn't remember what I said before. Yeah, it was like five episodes. Yeah, like uh, the the last time I saw Swamp Thing was actually... uh, few months ago when i watched one of the newer dc animated movies the harley quinn one um which was about harley quinn and poison ivy and then suddenly <laughs> at the end it turned into an environmental thing and swamp thing showed up and saved <laughs> saved the day and then just what? went away and i was like what just happened here this was the That's weirdest weird. thing ever like yeah that was weird i I've never watched the DC animated movies yet, um, but I, I have read the Swamp Thing comics, though. Okay. So, uh, I, I own a few of them, mm. as yeah. a matter of fact. There's but, been uh, very, uh, like, six or seven iterations already of Swamp Thing so far. Yeah. Uh, so, it, it, it is a pretty popular character, uh, even though it's... It, no. Yeah. It just deals uh, with the environmental stuff, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, game came out in 1992, October. Only um, in the US. Only in the United States, because <laughs> the United States is the only country that cares about climate control. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Top leaders uh, <laughs> when it comes to environmental control. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> developed yeah. by Equilibrium, mm-hmm. which has which made us such hits as Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, uh, Bo Jackson, two games in one. If you don't know who Bo Jackson is, he was a famous football player and baseball player. Mm. Uh, the Flash. So yeah, yeah another DC uh, uh, staple. Um, mm. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I talked about this game. I think last time, but oh my god, no! <laughs> and then uh, Riddick Bow Boxing. If you don't know who Riddick Bow is, he's a very popular boxer in the early '90s. Many games revolved around him. Um, and it was published by T. Our boys from THQ, <laughs> yeah, who are who is now THQ Nordic, and makes such blockbuster hits as Dark Siders Three. So, yeah, I don't um, know how well that game went. Actually, I don't know either. I, it looked kind of fun. I don't know. The, I like the Dark Sider games. Like, I like the story. I like the concept. <laughs> I love the idea of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Always, always been tr- interested in those stories. The gameplay just bores me because it's just a hack and slash. And it's just, oh. yeah. I, I maybe I talked about this before, but I love the first one because it's very Zelda like. I absolutely hate the second one because it was an open world game like i bought it when it came out and i played it for an hour and i put it down and i never see i enjoyed the second one more than the first one because i got to play as death Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i haven't played the third one i haven't played as pestilence yet at Mm -hmm. all which i I do want to play eventually but yeah maybe one day I'll, i'll do like i do have the the upgraded version of ps4 uh on ps plus darksiders yeah the Definitive the edition or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe I'll try it out sometime. But yeah, I, I really didn't enjoy it when it first came out. But yeah, maybe my opinion uh, has changed now. Um, and then composer Ed Bogus, 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 Bogus. No, Bogus. Bogus. Um, he's probably more famously known for his composing of the Charlie Brown movies and the Garfield movies, mm. uh, the cartoons the rather. Cartoon, yeah. But uh, he he also gave us such fantastic hits uh, that for Swamp Thing, as <laughs> you will uh, you'll hear later on this episode, and uh, Cheetah Men Two. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you all remember Cheetah Men Two in Action Fifty Two. He was uncredited for Action Fifty Two, which was really unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. uh, very good, very good songs in that whole collaboration <laughs> of games that don't work at all. So, um... <laughs> yeah, his career for cartoons is very good. His career for games, mm. <laughs> not not Touch great. And go. Not great. He did Super Tetris, I believe. I read somewhere oh, as well God. too. Yeah. So he he has some redeeming factors to him, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But definitely not this game. Sorry, sorry, Ed. Uh, sorry, if, Ed, if, if you're listening, yeah, if you're proud of, the, of your soundtrack for this game, <laughs> yeah, you might be the only person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he apparently did Tetris of some sort. Oh, so. Okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah, it's this redeeming redeeming factor, yeah. Um, but yeah, plot. 
Yeah, that's my turn. That's, <laughs> like, that's your take like there. Always. Um, I have no idea where I got this from, actually, but <clears throat> I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll go through it anyways. Uh, part man, part monster, defender of the earth. Dr. Alec Holland, once a brilliant biochemist, has been transformed into the gigantic creature known as Swamp Thing. His biorestorative formula saved him from the explosion that leveled his Bayou research lab. Only now, his arch-nemesis, Dr. Anton Arcane, wants to capture him to unlock the secrets of the Green Guardian. Join Swamp Thing on his mission to stop the powerful forces of Arcane from conquering the world. Dodge mechanical beasts and deadly traps as you make your way to the hidden lairs of the Unmen. Battle the genetically altered henchman of Dr. Anton Arcane in a non-stop fighting frenzy. Can you stop Arcane from discovering the lost biorestorative formula before it's too late? I'm looking at comic books right now for the Swamp Thing. Apparently there's one that came out in 2015. That's, yeah, it's, it's still... Oh, there's a new one coming out called Swamp Thing Roots of Terror. Yeah, and I think there's a new one coming yeah. out as well. What? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. So it's a I I will say the uh, the Len the Len Wayne uh, comics the OGs from the seventies are probably the coolest looking covers out of them all though. <laughs> like like it's like a like a graphic novel take and it's like a horror drawing like they're actually really good. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why it got so popular in the first place. Like. Was really really well done. Yeah, kudos to that one for sure. Nice job, <laughs> nice job, Blend. If you're still around or listening, <laughs> but uh, let me get back on our notes here. Um, gameplay. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. Gameplay is something. Uh, it's it's a game. Yeah. So <laughs> when you first launch Swamp Thing, you're presented a a press enter or a press start screen. Um, you don't have any other options at all. There's no easy, normal, hard. There's no levels. There's no, there's no password system or anything of a sort. Uh, your first screen is going to be Swamp Thing's dumb face staring at you. Um, and if you're playing on the Game Boy, it'll be green, so it'll probably actually look really cool. <laughs> but if you're playing on the Super Game Boy, uh, it's going to be like a reddish tone, and it's going to look like he's rusted. Um, when you press start, you go through a uh, you go through basically just a script cutscene where you get to read about um, um, what's his face, Doctor uh, Arcane, and uh, how he's trying to lure Swamp Thing out of the swamp and sending out his Oodman and Littering and all the things that bad people do. So you get uh, three choices right off the get-go. You get the... Uh, and the way you get to choose is there's a D-pad in the middle of the screen and you could choose left, up, or right depending on what level you want to choose from. Um, it automatically chooses Desert, which is the left one. Um, I don't know if it's because it's left or whatnot, but it is by far the easiest stage uh, out of the three that you can choose from. Mm -hmm. um, and the desert, the desert is a is pretty much a straightforward hold right and jump. You don't want to walk in swamping. Jumping is faster. Yeah. Um, it's a hold right and jump 
basically to the end of the screen, and then you'll and pretty much enter a pyramid, and uh, you'll go into a pyramid, do some some choice platforming, <laughs> let's just say. Yeah. Oh, the amount of curse words that I had for this game when I got to that screen <laughs> was amazing. So, like, with with video games, like I can adjust to bad video games really quickly. And swamping is just like the that screen is just that like you're just like your skill in bad video game maneuvering just starts to increase over time. So you learn how to just maneuver really bad platforming, uh, like a god. So, um, <laughs> oh god, what a game! And then uh, once you get past some choice platforming, uh, you can go into a maze, which is by by the way the longest maze. Known to man, because I actually had to write it down. It is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 different squares that you yep. have, have to maneuver through. And if you get it wrong, <laughs> you're not, you're going to die, because we haven't talked about that mechanic yet. No, I'll, I'll um, definitely dive into that one soon. And then once you get out of the maze, you go and fight the boss, which I forgot who the first Udmin you fight is, but he's pretty simple. Um, you pretty much bring him down to the first floor, shoot him, duck, he jumps over you, shoot him again, duck, etc. Rinse and repeat. Pretty a pretty basic uh, pattern. Yeah. Um, after you've defeated him, you get a you get a cutscene, a script cutscene again, telling you that uh, Swamp Thing has now earned the bark skin. Yeah. Um, uh, skin, I guess, armor, uh, which is completely, utterly useless. So then, uh, from there, you get to choose either up, which is the jungle, or right, which is Arctic. Um, I personally went forest next because I clockwise, I don't know. Uh, forest is kind of an interesting level. Um, it, uh, you kind of have to jump between tree canopies otherwise you'll like end up in like the forest foliage that has like breakaway uh platforms and such it's not a hard level but it is kind of difficult to maneuver through if you don't know it because the first time you go through it you're going to get lost a little bit yeah and you're probably going to die just from pure just from getting hit by things um but the first section of the level, you basically just jump from tree canopy to tree canopy and jump in, jump on the world's smallest leaves <laughs> as they fall from the tree to uh, get across the screen. Um, when you get to the second screen, you can kind of do something similar, <laughs> but you kind of want to go to the bottom to get some extra lives because you definitely need some extra lives in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go down to the forest foliage. and so The first thing you'll notice is that in the forest foliage, you can, like, jump through platforms. Like, there's no, like, detection box at all on the ground in the foliage sections. You can jump through the floor. So, um, and you have to be careful of the beetles. The beetles just want to... The beetles have it out against Swamp Thing. <laughs> like, they want to kill Swamp Thing. Uh, Swamp Thing apparently did something to a beetle family a long time ago, and they want him dead. So... um <laughs> Once you get out of the foliage, again, another hold right and jump, and then uh, you, you enter the bo- the boss fight. And uh, the forest boss fight is just absolutely insane. 
and I don't mean insane in a good way. It's hard. Um, there's like these bushes on the ground that if you shoot your imp your shot just gets eaten by the bush and it doesn't hurt the boss at all. The boss shoots a projectile that goes literally across the screen and beyond. Um, and the boss just doesn't want to do anything at all. If you can, if you get the boss in the corner, you can stun lock it, but most of the times you're probably going to die two times fighting this fighting this idiot. Yeah. So, um, I couldn't find out. There's there's no good pattern to fight fight this boss at all that I could find in the hour I spent playing the game. Yeah. Um, once you kill it, you go and uh, you get uh, I forgot what armor you get from Forest. It's is it? It's not. It's camouflage, maybe. It's camouflage, indeed. Yeah. Is it camouflage? Okay. And then, um, well, you only got one one level left to choose from, so you get to go to the Arctic, and this is, in my opinion, the hardest stage in the game. Um, there's no ice physics, which, thank God, um, but everything in the world does so <laughs> much damage to you. And mind you, in between stages. Your health meter doesn't refill, and your environmental meter, I don't believe, refills either, which Mo will talk about shortly. Yeah. Um, so you go to the Arctic, and everything is out to kill you. There's a jug floating in the air that shoots fireballs. I don't know where that came from. Uh, there's some icicle things that fall from the sky. There's a seal that you need to punch in the back to make it spit out a sun. Um, there's this blob man that wants to throw snowballs at you that does like a third of your health bar. Um, and they can hit you from off screen too. I've gotten Kobe so many times in the game that it was just ridiculous. Um, so again, there's a little bit of choice platforming because when you're moving right and jumping, you can actually outrun the screen. Um, and this is a stage that you do not want to outrun the screen on because there are pits that you can fall in and die. Yeah. And uh, like like I said, you want to maintain as many lives as you can <laughs> through this game. Yeah. This is the um, only stage where there are actual pitfalls. So the other stages you cannot die by by right. falling into them. Yep. Um you can't you can when you're falling, you can fall faster than the screen can scroll, but I never died from that like in Donkey Kong. Yeah. So yeah. um it had that going for it, I guess. But, um, yeah, so you basically do some iceberg platforming a little bit. Uh, you go onto the next screen, which is you're kind of outside with some breakaway ground. It's almost the same thing. It's just a lot of iceberg platforming again and just running to right. Uh, this third screen, though, is is where kind of hell breaks loose. Um, you have to go down the slope, and then you have to uh, down punch or down jump, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. uh, punch these blocks over and to get onto a higher platform. All while, like, there's a there's a, a blob throwing snowballs at you off screen that can hit you just miraculously. You can just nail three-pointers three pointers like he's Tony Kukoc. And then uh, once you get over the first obstacle, you get to fight another blob man, whom I found out last night, if he ducks... He is invulnerable to getting hit by Swamp Thing. <laughs> and I was irate when I found this out. So if if you duck a Swamp Thing and try to hit him, he will absorb the hit and not take damage. And I was 
mad. I was <laughs> upset on stream that this was a thing. I never. So even you have. That. Yeah. So you have to wait for him to stand up and sh punch him, and not even punch him, throw a leaf at him, so he'll take damage. You have to hit him four times, and each time you hit him, he crumbles and reappears. Oh, what a nightmare. <laughs> and, and just nightmare enemy he is. And he does a lot of damage to you, mind you. Like, yeah. he does a chunk of your health bar. So once you kill him, you get to push the block again, and collect the sun, which gives you some health. And then you have another jug that shoots fireballs out. Don't know where that one came from either. And then once you pass that, you get a plethora of power-ups. A bunch of life and and a recycler power-up. And then you go fight the boss, which uh, is uh, the the bat. Yeah. Um, Batman. <laughs> Batman. Also from DC Comics. <laughs> And uh, this boss is more troll than anything. You can stun lock it if your timing is fantastic. But uh, this boss likes to just jump and fly around for no good reason. And if your RNG is bad, it will he will kill you without having to touch you. That's how good this game is. So uh, I had a few instances of that where I could, couldn't catch him. <laughs> And do damage to him, and I just ended up dying because that's how the game works. Um, if you manage to beat the first three stages of the game, you get to go into the final stage of the game, which is the Dr. Arcade's lab, I believe it is. Yeah. Um, I only know this stage because I watched Mo play it. I couldn't make it to Dr. Arcade's lab in my playthrough because the game gave me such a headache, which I'll touch base on in my thoughts. <laughs> Um, again, a pretty basic run-of-the-mill uh, stage, kind of a hold right. Uh, you'll hit a certain area where um, you have to go through these doors, and the doors that you need to go through are sometimes hidden underneath a trapped floor door, which you have to walk over for it to disappear. Um, once you've gone through all of the doors, through the trapped floors, uh, you'll end up in like basically almost like a like a like a dungeon hallway furnace room type deal where uh, it's basically a almost like a pachinko type thing where you hold right, fall down, hold left, fall down, hold right, fall down, hold left, fall down, hold right again all the way to the end yeah. type deal. Um, and then once you get to the end of that stage, you get to fight Dr. Arcane who um, kind of jumps around a little bit and he takes on various different forms as you fight him. Um, yeah, but he's actually, it's actually a another, one of the earlier bosses. He turns into a rat, things like that. A, a goat, yeah. yeah. Um, and then once you kill him, walk out the door, and it just says congratulations. <laughs> that that's the game, yeah. like that's Swamp Thing, that's, right there. That's uh, that's the gift you get for uh, saving the entire world of. Uh, it's like at pollution. it's like at the end of Karate Kid, like when you beat Karate Kid at NES, you just get Mr. Miyagi that just winks at you one time. You're just like, all right, sweet ending. <laughs> really glad I got to say a bunch of f words while playing this game for a week. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh. That pretty much sums up what you do in this game. Um, and you might be thinking to yourself right now, that doesn't sound too bad. It just sounds like your run-of-the-mill platforming action game. Uh, As it should have been. Yeah. Um, which 
is kinda correct. Um, the only problem is that this game has so many mechanics tied to it. Uh, which you absolutely, absolutely, absolutely need to figure out before you can even play this game. Um, this game, of course, it's an old game, offers no tutorials. Um, all you youngsters out there with your 500 tutorials before you can even start a game, uh, that, is, that is something you're not getting here. Um, the only way to probably find out how to play this game is by checking the manual which we do not have. There's like no copy available on the internet. There are a few available, I think, on eBay, but they cost like 50 to $80, which is a lot of money just for a manual. Um, so, and this is going into my, my history with the game, which I have to talk to you about because otherwise I can't explain this. Um, so... Zenic Reverie, uh, somebody who used to do a Game Boy and Game Boy Color challenge, started this game and he was like, I have no idea what to do in this. I don't understand it. I can't get anywhere. I'm going to leave it as is. Uh, a few weeks later, I picked it up and I started playing it. And I came across the same problem. Like, I got through the desert stage, I believe. And I couldn't do any of the other stages because I was totally out of lives. I did not understand what all the things were that I was picking up, how to use them. It didn't make any sense at all. Um, it took me pretty much an entire day of research just to find out how to actually play this game, uh, which is a lot. Like I, I searched Google extensively until I finally came across some random guy who had made a walkthrough of this, which actually explained what the buttons in this game do. Um, and I, I can hear yourself thinking, well, what do you mean? Like, there's only so many buttons on Game Boy, how hard can it be to actually figure out what it's doing? You are very wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll explain everything I can, as good as I can, but I do recommend watch my video my portable pleasure video where I actually start explaining the gameplay before I dive into the game. Um, so the B button is quote unquote punch, right? So that makes sense. It's punch. Sure. Quote, un quote unquote. Uh, yeah. But it's not an actual punch. What you do is when you press B, you shoot some kind of beam out of you, which is probably like, uh, like, I'm the, I don't want to say healing, but, like, restorative beam for things that got poisoned. Let's call it like that. Um, but when you shoot that, your health bar goes down. Because you actually use your own life force to produce that beam. Um, if you hit an enemy with it, some take one hit, some take two hits, some take even four hits, as you mentioned earlier. Um, the beam goes away and you have lost your health. If you shoot it and you miss and you pick it back up again, because it's like a boomerang effect, you pick it back up again, it restores some of your health, but not all of it. So the first thing you have to really be careful about is your health. Um, the best thing to do in this game is actually do not fight anything, because all it does is you lose your health because you're attacking, and if they hit you, you lose even more health. So that's 
that's not really a way to go. That's why if you watch my video and probably a speedrun video, you see just jumping over enemies to avoid them, which is the best thing to do. Um, there's another attack you have. You actually do have a punch. And you do that by pressing down and jump. No, you do not do it by pressing down and shoot. You do it by pressing down and jump. Makes sense, right? So, <laughs> like, already it's starting to be very convoluted. So, Quality video. Yeah. so you do the punch. What does the punch do? Basically nothing. Because you're not restoring any enemies. You might be able to kill them, but that doesn't help you at all. Um, throughout the level, there are ways to replenish your health. One of them is by picking up a water symbol that you find throughout the levels. You can just uh, jump into it or walk over it. You collect it, restore some of your life, which is great. That's that's fantastic. Um, another pickup you can find is a recycling symbol. At the bottom of your hub, you can see how many recycling symbols you have, which is nice. And you want to use that because you're probably like, oh, that's an item I can use for something. Um, and yeah, you can use it. The problem is, how do you actually use that? Uh, <laughs> and this is the most important thing in this entire game, actually. Um, what you have to do is, you can use the recycling attack, as it's called, on um, trash cans you find throughout the level, on the enemies you find throughout the level, uh, and things like that. Um, and what it does is, it gives you a lot of health back, which is very useful, of course, because otherwise you're going to run out of it. But there's also a second meter in the game <laughs> called the environmental meter, which keeps on going down as further you go into the level. And that thing signifies how poisoned the world is where you're in. Um, it's basically a timer. The, if the timer runs out, you're dead. And it goes down fast. Like, it, it's... You would think I have, like, five minutes or something to finish a stage. No, 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 no. It's more like 50 seconds or something like that. Um, so you want to keep that environmental meter going as well. And the only way to do that is by using that recycling symbol on something so that it actually restores the environmental health. Um, but yeah, here comes the problem with this game. Like the deserts, uh, like you said, uh, it starts with the maze. If you're going there for the first time ever, you are not going to get anywhere and you're just going to die because you're going to run out of quote-unquote time. So, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Like, you, you just cannot do that. There are, of course, ways to replenish everything, but not that many, to be perfectly honest. Uh, but you do have to know, like, now I have to use it so I can actually get my health and my environmental meter back up again. Uh, just so you can get through the stage. And honestly, the desert stage, even though it's maybe the easiest, is also the longest because of that maze. So um, you really do not want to lose your extra lives during this stage. I think there's maybe only even one extra life in that stage that you can uh, eventually pick up. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I hear you asking, yeah, but how do you actually use uh, the recycling thing? Well... As uh, is common with all amazing games, you, of course, have to press select plus B together to use it. As you do. As you do in these types of games. <laughs> select plus B. 
if you're figuring out the controls, select absolutely does nothing. Like you would think it would like cycle through some uh, <laughs> some attacks or, or whatever. No, it does absolutely nothing. But it is select plus B to actually shoot your environmental beam and that took forever to figure out, and I was so glad that I found that one person's random write-up about this game, because the moment I figured that out, I was actually, uh, quote-unquote, able to, to beat the game, so I was really happy about that. Um, like uh, Baltic said, defeating a boss gives you a quote-unquote upgrade. Uh, you get Bark Skin, which protects you from certain attacks. That's actually what it says when you get that. Thing is, um, no idea which attack. <laughs> like, everything yeah. still does the same amount of damage. Uh, I don't know what's, yeah, what it is. And not only um, should it, well, should it protect you from certain attacks, but the, it doesn't. It also puts you dead in your tracks. You can't move when you use the park skin. So it's completely, completely useless. Um, the camouflage skin, again, completely useless because even if you are camouflaged, you're still going to get hit by everything. So what's even the point of having camouflage? Uh, and the third one you get is the thorn skin. And that one actually makes you immune to poison for like three seconds, perhaps. As, well, as long as you have it on. But... The problem with the Thorn Skin is it does protect you, but you cannot attack during that. So, again, what is the actual point of this thing? Um, of course, how do you change between all these different types of uh, upgrades? You would think, hmm, maybe that select button could come in handy right now. Well, you would be wrong. No. What you have to do is pause the game by pressing start, and then you have to press down and up in the pause screen to change between those things. It is the most convoluted controller scheme that you have ever, ever, ever seen in your life. It's unbelievable. Like, I'm so glad I found out how to play it, but uh, was it worth it? No, but... <laughs> like, no, it wasn't, but I'm, I'm just glad that I was able to... Uh, to shed some light on this game, and a lot of people have beaten it since then because they were able to see my uh, my video. Uh, but yeah, like you have to use everything in the stage that you can find, like those cans, just to keep your environmental health meter going. Um, make sure you do that, but don't use it on everything because there's no point to it. You just have to use it when when it's absolutely necessary. Make sure to pick up all the, um, I would say the, they look like the golden leaves from Link's, Awake, uh, yeah, Link's Awakening. Um, those are extra lives for you, which you will definitely need, um, especially because during the second boss in the forest stage, uh, the reason why he does so much damage to you is because he poisons you. Um, so it takes away your health. And yeah, you would say like, maybe I should use the, uh, the skin to counter that, but it's it's completely useless. So yeah, you're probably gonna lose two or three lives just for that boss alone. Um, but luckily, in the for in the forest stage, you can pick up quite a few extra lives, so that's good. Um, like Beldic said, there's no refill of health between stages. Make sure you keep that in mind if you're playing this game. And then, of course. With all amazing games comes a thing that you have absolutely no continue. So, uh, yeah, it's one time that you can go. I think 
six life is the max you can reach. Well, can can collect. Well, you get uh, you get a free light. You get a one up in, at the end of the maze in the desert. You get a. Do you get a one up in the Arctic? I don't. Remember. I don't think so. No, I don't think. I don't think so. Either. You get two one ups though in the forest yeah. if you go into the foliage. And then you get a one up at the final boss, yeah. uh, Doctor Arcade. So yeah, um, the final boss is probably the easiest one. There's a lot of like every boss has a few pickups here and there that you can use to restore your health, especially useful with the uh, with the second boss. But uh, there's more than enough with the final fight, so you shouldn't die, and you should just go to in there with like two or three lives, and then then Arcade isn't really that much of a problem. Um, it's, it's not a hard boss or anything, so so that should be perfectly yeah. fine. Did you tell him that if you're too low on health that you can't shoot your projectile? Right, yeah, because you, you need to use your health to actually shoot, so um, if you're too low on health, you can't shoot anymore. So hopefully you have one of those recycling attacks that you can use on anything just to, uh, to get your life back up and your environmental meter back up um when you go across the stages there are like there are enemies but there are also things like for example in the desert stage there are like cacti spread throughout the stage if you shoot those with uh, your beam or your environmental beam um they actually uh, produce some light which you can grab for extra health and things like that um but no environmental thing that those you have to use on cans like actual garbage to uh to get your meter back up like that. Yeah. What a, what a game. Yeah. It is uh, <laughs> it is absolutely not a good game. Um, but I think it's definitely one that everybody should check out. Uh, just to know what what it is. Um, it's, uh, it's amazing how convoluted this game is. If you don't have a manual to help you with it. I haven't played the NES version yet. Um, I kind of do want to play it just to see how it compares to the Game Boy. Mm -hmm. It's completely um, different. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, this, this game is, is definitely, uh, one of those games you're just like, oh, Swamp Thing, I love Swamp Thing, or one of those games is like, oh, I am, there's nothing online, I'm going to be the, the first person ever in the world to beat this game, you know, and show the world how to play it, and it's like, what's, and it's just like, I don't know how to play this game, there's a reason there's not a video of this mm -hmm. in the world, so. <laughs> yeah, there was nothing um, to be found about this game, which made it extremely hard uh, to figure it out, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm glad I did, like, it was a nice experience to, to, like, really dive into the internet to find something uh yeah at least that that's yeah. something i learned from it how to look up some things <laughs> sometimes that's twice the battle right there yeah. too but uh so that's the gameplay so diving into i guess the cover art for the game uh the cover art actually resembles that of the old comic books yeah. um because the the cartoon came out in the 90s. Uh, I don't remember what year, but in the 90s. Uh, the comics came out starting in the 70s, mid, mid to late 70s. Um, the, the cover art is Swamp Thing walking in, well, a swamp, fists clenched, uh, pretty muscular. Uh, 
red sun behind him. I'm a, some sort of fog or smog or something kind of behind him as well, too. Uh, red eyes piercing right at you. Uh, it's actually a really nice cover art, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, for, for, for the game. Uh, and it's very much depicted as the old comic book uh, covers as well, too. So it's, it's a very well-done box art. Yeah, it's uh, like yeah, it just resembles a a comic. So there, when you look at that, you think like, oh, this game might actually be decent. Yeah, decent at least. But uh, sadly, it's it's anything but. Uh, you know. But it got the official Nintendo seal of quality. Um, yeah, <laughs> a lot of things got that uh, quality. Uh. Quality, yeah. Um, general reception. I couldn't find any general reception for the Game Boy Swamp no. Thing. Uh, I found a bunch for the NES <laughs> and whatnot, but I could not find a single one for the Game Boy. Uh, I I would assume I guess the game for Game Boy is uncommon. Like I bought I bought my cart for I think fifteen bucks. Yeah, um, I got it for ten, I believe. Yeah. yeah, so like I feel like the cart might be slightly uncommon. Like the game itself might be slightly uncommon, but like you said, the manual is just. <laughs> I went looking because I wanted. I want. I like having manuals. Like I scan them and I collect them and everything else to restore all this, you know, old retro stuff. And I went to go look for a manual swamp thing, and like the cheapest one I found was like two hundred and twenty dollars. I was like, "Yeah, nope, I am not spending two hundred twenty dollars for a swamp thing Game Boy manual." So, <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, but yeah, like um, I guess everybody threw out their their swamp thing manuals, which isn't it, it's it's not good for the environment. So. The, well, it's paper. It's fine. It's, It'll degrade. Yeah, it will. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But still, you should have kept it, so we could have it now for five bucks. <laughs> that would be the dream. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're um, we're gonna take another quick break here. When we come back. We'll give you um, more thoughts, rather of uh, of Swamp Thing uh, personal thoughts. So uh, stay tuned for that. everybody um hope you like that banger of a, of a song they all sound <laughs> the same uh <laughs> yeah. they're all bad uh i'll start with my thoughts first uh, so this game actually made me physically sick um no joke at all the game's performance is really bad uh the game is already kind of slow and laggy just with Swamp Thing on the screen only. Um, and as soon as you start shooting your projectiles or you have a couple of extra sprites on the screen, 
the game's frame rate goes from like what seems to be 40 down to like 10 or 15 and the screen starts to jitter a lot as well too i typically don't get sick motion sick from games at all but this game after about an hour and a half i had such a bad headache playing this game that i had to turn it off and I had to take an Advil and go lay down. <laughs> um, it it honestly it it made my head hurt for how bad the the screen uh, lagged and jittered. Yeah. Um, the, the, pollu- I, the pollution from arcade must be just seeping through the cartridge or something. And God, must be, <laughs> must be. But uh, I I played this game briefly, very very early on in Game Boy Adventure. I would probably say. One of the first 100 games uh, in Game Boy Adventure, so back in 2016, um, I I I get pretty much how what Mo said. I got through the desert eventually, but I I had zero lives going into the next stage, and I had no idea like why. I knew that there was a timer meter, but I didn't know what to do. Like I didn't know how to select between different weapons. I didn't know what. I just literally was just holding right, basically getting through the game. Um. And I, I literally just gave up on it. I was like, ah, whatever. I'll return to this game at a later date. And, uh, well, here's the later date. So then Mo, Mo had a revelation in Discord. I was like, I found out how to play Swamp Thing. And yeah. then, uh, watched him, watched him play for Portable Pleasure. And, uh, he spent, you spent, what, the first, like, five or ten minutes of the stream talking about how to actually play Swamp Thing. Basically gave a tutorial on like how what each button does basically. And then uh you you went through it and beat it in like twenty some odd minutes, Something half hour. Like that, so. Um But I, I could I still couldn't finish the game. If the game had continues I could probably finish it. Um but the game doesn't have continues, and the game makes me sick. So, <laughs> at some other later date, I'll pick it back up and finish it, but uh, not anytime soon. But honestly, like with its performance flaws, if the game that I think what kills the game the most is the environmental meter. Mm-hmm. I think that if they either took away the environment meter or made the environment meter like an actual like level timer displayed as a bar like that in Mario or something. I I actually think the game would have been uh not amazing, but I think it would have been a lot more enjoyable to play. Um uh, sort of been hard in certain aspects of it, but I think that the fact that they put this that I, I feel like it was just too complex for a Game Boy game. Um, the fact that you have to not only worry about your health, but you have to worry about this environment meter. And the only way to worry about the environment meter is to detox, you know, wildlife and then clean up garbage with this crazy combination of recycling power that you have to use. And, um, it goes down over time. So if you get to a, if you get to a boss screen or the maze and if you, you've used up all the garbage cleanup that you could, and there's no more garbage to clean up. There's no more enemies to kill. The environment meter just drains, and you're just gonna die. Like it's just there's just too much complexity to the game for it to be, I think, a good Game Boy game. I think if they were to change the environment meter by either taking it out 
or making the environment meter tick down that of like a level timer similar to Mario or whatever other game that you want to compare that to. I honestly think the game would have been halfway as decent regardless of the performance flaws that it had. All right. Now that, that could make it a little bit better for sure. Uh, I think what another problem with the game is that it has huge sprites, uh, like a lot of Game Boy games do that because they just like to quote-unquote port from an NES, like from a TV screen to a, yeah. to a smaller screen. So there's not that much of a... Like you can't see that much what's going uh, ahead of you, um, which makes it a little bit harder than it should be as well and harder to move around certain things, especially the platforming section in the pyramid is really hard oh. because you can't actually see what's uh, in front of you so well yeah making those think smaller would have would have helped i think what makes the platforming section hard in the pyramid is that swamp thing jumps like he's on the moon mm-hmm. so like he can literally jump like 20 feet in the air and the blocks above you you can't see so when you make that jump you just bonk against the block and fall straight that back down to the bottom so I, I that, that's another problem too. Is the the controls are actually really really floaty when you're jumping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it has a lot of flaws for sure. That that could have been quote unquote easily fixed. But uh, yeah, what you can, what are you gonna do about it? Game has come out. What uh, it's 2020 now. So years ago. Wow. That's that's old. That was a little bit ago. Old. Yeah. Twenty-eight years ago, I would have been four. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Would I have been four? I would have been five. Yeah, I've been four or five. You'd have the same age. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like my thoughts and history with it. Like I said before, like the entire research thing, just to figure out how to to actually play this. Um, I even contacted Jeremy Parrish from Retronauts because he was doing Game Boy uh, World, uh, Game Boy Works is it, as it's called now, uh, hoping that he maybe had picked up uh, a manual somewhere when, when trying to get his Game Boy games going, but I I guess he didn't. Uh, but yeah, once I figured it out, it, it, like I was playing it offline, of course, during my research, and that it took me two tries to actually beat it, so I went online to stream it um, and I, yeah, it took me just one go and I, and I got through it it's not a long game or anything like that it's it's only no it's short yeah game. 20 minutes uh, give or take um, what did happen back then was um, one day later a speedrun got submitted for this game um, which I'm not sure if it was due to me putting the video online of how to actually play this um, because the, the speedrun video was Pretty much the same thing I did, but without going out of my uh, his or her way to to get like extra lives and things like that. So besides that, it was pretty much the same that I was doing. Um, but yeah, weirdly enough, because I just saw it that you uh, put in a note that there's nothing on speedrun.com. Yeah, I, I yeah I can't. I don't find know if it they anymore. took down the run. Yeah, I can't find all. it. Anymore. I I do remember. I do remember a scene on the world record bot that someone yeah. submitted a um the, the, the someone submitted Swamp Thing Game Boy yeah. and it was some sort of like twenty some minute time, 
But so I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go grab that quick for the the small speed run section that we typically mm -hmm. have here, and it's just not there anymore. No, it's so. gone. Like I checked YouTube as well, I can't find it anymore. So I don't know. Maybe it was a task that got submitted as an actual speed run or something. It didn't look like it at all. Uh, so I I have no idea what happened. Uh, maybe they just removed the video or. I don't know. So, um, so free world records, y'all. <laughs> get, get on it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, if you want that. Uh, yeah, it's weird that it's gone. But yeah, I remember it because it was literally the day after I uh, put yeah. my video out on YouTube. And I was like, oh, that's kind of odd. Either somebody actually did know how to play this game uh, or they just took my video uh, as, as a starting point. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, like this game is definitely not good. Like I, I don't like it at all. Um, it wasn't fun to play. Like I said, it was more fun figuring out how to play it than to actually do so. Um, I would say play it for a little bit if if you do enjoy it. Like we said, it's a twenty-minute game, so you can get through it pretty easily um, as long as you pick up. You pick up enough uh, extra lives uh, throughout the stages, which, which are pretty easy to find anyway. So, or pop it a game genie, or do that. Yeah, <laughs> if you really want to see that incredible ending <laughs> for your satisfaction. Congratulations! Yeah. Get out of here, <laughs> dumb ending. <laughs> um, do we want to take another break quick? Or do we want to just dive right into the old endo? Yeah, we can we can pretty much wrap it up. Like this wasn't that long of a section like usual because there's just not that much to say. Um, yeah. It's just not a lot of people know that this game exists, so it's nice to uh, be able to talk about it and and like I have a history, with, a real history with it, trying to figure it out. So so it's it's kind of fun to talk about that, but in the game itself, yeah, that's. Uh, it's not, not good. Not good. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, we're going to dive into some community events coming up here. So uh, I'm going to break this up into groups or people putting out events because RGL literally just spit out all of their marathon <laughs> yeah. dates. So uh, we'll start with uh, RGL, Retro Gaming Live TV. Uh, really good friends with them. So... We have uh, Discathlon. Oh, Discathlon is already going to be over by the time this episode mm -hmm. comes out. But that's a Disney marathon. Uh, we have RGL Love, which I don't know if this episode will be out when that's around. But RGL Love is a week-long marathon of basically uh, romancy, lovey type games. So like, uh, think of like Zelda. Like uh, Zelda saves Link. Link saves Zelda. Um, Mario saves Peach. Things like that. Uh, then we have Swamp Thing saves the, the environment. Like. <laughs> Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing saves my headache. Um, <laughs> then we have the Tiny Ted Remix Three, March Fourteenth. Uh, the list hasn't been revealed yet that I know of. Yeah, I haven't. Um, like, I haven't heard anything from it either. <laughs> like usually, enemy gives me the heads up because, uh, yeah, I usually participate in it. Just so I, for once, can can actually play the games instead of commenting on them. But I think this year I'm, 
I will comment because usually enemy is doing it all by himself and it's No, I help him. You do? For the commentating? Yes. Yes. Huh, I thought he did it. I did, I did it last really? year. Really? I thought he wow, was completely you alone this guy last year. Just weird. Well, yeah, he does it all alone. He hears Belthick on the side <laughs> just weird. calling the shots. Oh man, must be two. I, I two pro- years ago. He might have been alone. He might have been alone in the yeah, first one probably, because yeah. you and I both raced in the first one because we were in voice chat making memes about it. <laughs> right. Um, That's probably it. Then. And then, and then the second one, I commentate because I didn't like the game. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Okay. So again, we'll see how this game list mm. comes out. Uh, if it's something that I that attracts me, I may participate. If not, I'll see if anybody needs a commentator. Yeah, I know there's gonna um, be like always one game on that list that I absolutely do not want to play. So, yeah. uh, like the first time it was Avenging Spirit with oh man, that yeah. game pissed me off so bad. <laughs> I was so mad when I played Avenging Spirit. Yeah. Oh, it was brutal. Yeah, my entire run blows. was completely um, ruined by the second game by then <laughs> like it took me like a half an hour and then uh we got retrothon which is my probably one of my favorite marathons of the year um april 19th to april 26th it's a week-long uh well it's a week-long marathon of nothing but retro games so as far back as you can capture up until I think they do GameCube or P or Xbox. Now I can't remember where their cutoff is. Um, submissions for this close at the end of uh, at the end of February. So make sure to get your submissions in for Retrothon uh, Turbo Ten. So with the release of the Turbo Graphics on March eleventh, um, the Turbo Graphics sixteen Mini uh, RGL is putting on a uh, Turbo Graphics Marathon. Uh, of 10 turbo graphics games on may 2nd so if you're interested in the turbo graphics or interested in running in that uh you got a few months left for that to be available and then they have an in-person marathon event for a weekend it's called nlss spring uh that'll be may 16th to may 17th so if you're on the east coast i think around the uh, maryland area i believe it is um definitely keep your eye out for that Thank you, RGL. All right. <laughs> Moving forward here, we have uh, one of my good friends from Midwest Speed Fest. Uh, they're putting on something called the Midwinter Speed Sprinter 2020, which is happening on March 6th. Uh, submissions will be closed by the time this episode comes out. So uh, just stay tuned for the uh, the weekend-long uh, marathon that uh, Midwest Speed Fest will put on in March. Uh, they'll also be putting on another weekend-long marathon sometime in the, in the fall, like around August, September time frame. So keep an eye on that. And then there's uh, Pixels for Peace. I don't know exactly when that's happening. I just happened to come across it on Twitter. Uh, I want to say either it's happening now-ish or in a week. I don't know. But that's a thing to keep an eye out on that if it's not out already. Um, yeah, welcome to marathon season. Yeah. Here we go. And I am back. <laughs> I had some connection issues there, so I have no idea what you talked about at all. Oh, that's great. Hope you didn't ask me any questions because I, I, I asked you like 14 different yeah, questions. Probably. And you just didn't yeah, probably. Respond back. So, yeah. Uh. yeah I, I was hearing you in, in first, and I was like, okay, this is probably my internet failing for a moment there. So, uh, whatever. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Um. 
listener questions. Well, we got a, a couple sweet animated gifs that I, that I posted. In, uh, <laughs> yeah, but besides that, we Discord. do not have any listener questions because nobody we probably even knows the existence of this game. Um, we do not have any listener questions, yeah. but I did put a sweet gif of uh, Swamp Thing from the movie with thumbs up with a fire in the background, so uh, he's polluting the world some way or another. <laughs> and another sweet gif of him using his finger, turning it into a vine whip, and wrapping up Batman. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, Batman, <laughs> not not Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that guy is called. I, I don't know. No. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't remember their character no. names. Batman, yeah. I don't know. It is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, uh, with that, uh, if you had, if any of you, all of you, have thoughts, suggestions, feedback for the podcast, uh, myself, uh, Mula, even Legs, we all always want to hear it. Good, bad, the ugly, uh, whichever. We're we're always looking to uh, improve the podcast one way or another, whether it be uh, content audio more more dad jokes from mo um <laughs> which, whichever it may may come in the form of so yeah uh I'll, yeah i'll drop another yeah. and i'll drop another uh joke uh nice uh, what do you call a mathematical song that could save the environment what an algorithm I still like the coal one the most. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. I, yeah, I did not really mention that one, but uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll, I'll leave you with this thought, everybody. Um, if coal is so bad for the environment, why don't we just burn it all? <laughs> that was my. I don't know why. That was just my favorite one that you told me earlier before the episode. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. <laughs> so yeah, if you want more of those things, be sure to let us know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, with with that, um, you can find me uh, at Belthic Gaming on Twitch and Twitter, and uh, you can type in Belthic Gaming on YouTube search, and you can find me that way. Um, where can I find you, Mo? Um, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, all slash uh, Mula, which is uh, spelled M-O-E-L-L-E-U-H. Um, especially if you like uh, like the puns and things, uh, make sure to check out my stream because I I keep dropping them like uh, like they're hot, really. So. Drops it like it's hot. It's like that song. Oh, I don't know anything about a song. I just, I just drop things when they're hot. To be honest, from 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 Snoop Dogg. What? Oh, you should listen to "Drop It Like It's Hot" from Snoop Dogg. <laughs> of course, I don't. <laughs> Heck yeah! Early two thousands, I believe it came out. <laughs> um, you can also find our fantastic producer Sprinty Legs at uh, Sprinty Legs on Twitch, Legs on YouTube, and Legs in Discord. And I believe her website is sprintylegs.com. Absolutely, yeah. Right? Yeah. So definitely go give that a check out. She has some uh, personal projects out there. Some cool things, honestly, to uh, read through and play around with, for sure. Um, we also have a Patreon. So if you feel like 
subscribing to us on a per month basis uh, if you enjoyed our content. Um, you could be a patron, which will give you a special role into Discord and special access to certain behind-the-scenes things of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, and at, was it, 20 bucks a month, we'll be doing live streams of the podcast episodes. Yeah, so. like an, one of the extra things that you can access through the Discord, I believe, if you are a Patreon, is like a blooper reel from the yep. first year or something. So yeah, that's a fun thing to check out. because <laughs> We say a lot of silly things uh, in between. Um, wh- when we do the live episodes, you can actually <laughs> you can, hear, yeah, them, you can hear them, but uh, otherwise it's... Yeah. It's a fun time, and she just sometimes mixes things together that make absolutely no sense, but it's pretty fun. <laughs> Out of context, yeah, is it's, comical. It's great. Yeah. Almost like the outro in, in my light from Hari Manana. Yeah, that one. Like, I game, have game, no game, idea game, game Dracula. And I was like, I, I, I didn't. I was like, what? I'm like, did I say this during the episode? She's like, no, it's just from another outro that I took. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah, I was kind of confused as well when I listened to it earlier. <laughs> Don't even remember saying it, but <laughs> um, yeah, we also have a, a PayPal yeah. um, as well too. So if you don't want to subscribe per month and just want to give us a one-timey donation type deal, uh, we definitely have that. Uh, if you, we don't have a role for it set up right now, but if you do, uh, DM Belthic Gaming and I will make you a paypal role because i want to thank you in some other fashion than just thanking you over a podcast um yeah or you can or put in the, the note for i think you can put a note on paypal as well if you okay yeah i, I, okay. I, yeah, I, I actually don't know. don't know like i i know you can do it when you send money to someone but maybe not through a paypal.me like i don't know but yeah oh, if no, you can I, you can I just have do it no idea yeah, I have no idea how that works, but uh, also, all this information is really hard to understand when a monotone person is speaking to you. <laughs> you can go to uh, gbrunners.com slash T-I-G-B and you can find literally all of this information at your fingertips via mobile and desktop devices. So yeah, a little bit more future-wise, and I'm, I'm just going to call these people out because then they are, uh, then they are going to have to. Uh, <laughs> but when it comes to future episodes, uh, we do want to have more guests on uh, on the podcast for sure because we we only had uh, Grand and Hero on it for uh, twice. Yeah. Uh, but it is our goal to to have like a, a bunch more people on there. Hopefully someday, like even game developers and things like that, or people who actually worked on uh, on some of these Game Boy games, uh, we are getting a little better in, in reaching out to them. So that's pretty cool. But uh, we do want some other of our streamer friends, of course, to join us. Um, one thing that is for certain, maybe you've talked about this before on the podcast, we want to do um, a collaboration with Man Over Mark mars um like the person who made our logo and who did the um pixelated audio is that the podcast i think wait i believe I, I so think, yeah in, like, it's been a while <laughs> I'll, I'll look it up real quickly but uh but yeah they did uh a podcast for quite a long time uh yeah it's wait it's just pixelated wait now i can't find it why 
what is happening here? Uh, but they did a podcast about, uh, yeah, pixelated audio. It is. Uh, they did a, it's still going, but Man Over Mars stopped uh, being being the co-host, uh, which is a video game music and, and uh, retro game podcast. And they have a lot of interviews with, with uh, the composers and things like that, which is really awesome. Uh, I think they had... Gonzalez on it as well, who did like the Smurfs games on Lucky Luke and things like that. Some of the best Game Boy music out there. So we want him to be on the podcast for uh, the Turtles games. Turtles, um, yeah. Which we are going to split into three episodes because we do have a lot of things to say about each game, actually. Uh, but it's nice. I have a lot to say yeah, about the first But it's one. nice to have somebody who knows more about music because we are not really music people like <laughs> we can barely find i them. i like a good game boy song yeah. but like i'm not gonna sit there and just head bob to it for hours like oh, that's a cool jam let's keep playing yeah game. but man over mars definitely can talk a little bit more about uh what, what goes uh goes on behind the scenes and maybe even reach out to the people who uh who made it although it, it was his co-host that was the japanese speaking one so maybe that will be a problem but he also loves the soundtracks of the turtles so that is uh something i i kind of want to dive into yeah. uh with him for sure um i also want in the future and i know you listen to this podcast left mackie but probably not to this episode because you're going through them uh from start to finish but i do want let mackie Oof. on um if you do not know who that is um you might recognize him actually from the gdqs he's uh, there a lot uh, he's one of the spokespersons is Spoke people? Is spoke people the hmm. host? Sp- spoke? No, 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 I mean like spokes it, like, spokesman. Yeah, but it, what's the multiple? Whatever. Um, <laughs> he, spoke spoke guy. Spoke, yeah, whatever. Uh, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, he's one of those people that really want to push uh, the um, Turbo Graphics sixteen. Uh, console a little Hell bit bigger yeah. into the picture to get her with enemy and things like that uh, which it deserves and which is going to be cool I, maybe you mentioned it while I was out of here for a moment but uh, they are going to do like the the, 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 turbo, the turbo 10, 10 so uh, yeah, yeah that's that's something he knows a lot about and one of the uh, well the mascot of the TurboGrafx-16 um, is of course Bonk um, and we have Bonk's Adventure and Bong's Revenge on Game Boy. Um, Unfortunately. <laughs> well, I like it. Uh, well, I've only played Adventure so far. But uh, but yeah, he knows those games as well. So I do want him to be on as a guest for sure. Um, so we can talk about those games. And I also want our good friend Enemy on this. But I have no idea for what. So Enemy, um, we'll talk about this. <laughs> and now now you're, you three people are going to have to come. Because I said it. So... They get called yeah. out. Take that. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, um, so let's see here. How do I want to do this? <clears throat> it's one mean piece of rolling steel against a horde of enemies. And, and oh boy, hold on. Reset. <laughs> How is that word of the enemy's finest? Oh, that that sense doesn't make sense. Okay, whatever. Whatever. We're going to go with it. 
It's one meat piece of rolling steel against a horde of the enemy's finest. Come back again when we talk about Cosmo Tank. That's going to be a stellar episode. There is a Captain Planet game for the Game Boy, right? I'm not crazy. No. There isn't? I don't think so. What? Pretty sure there's not. Oh my, how is there not a Captain Planet Game Boy game? Yeah, there is not. Oh, no, no, wait, no, that's Captain Tsubasa, that's something else. <laughs> that's that soccer game. No. Only NES, what? Amiga, and Atari. Oh, and man. I feel like that's a lost opportunity there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we got Swamp Thing, so.